faith in that anointing, Lord. I believe in the anointing. Glory to God. I believe the Spirit of the Lord has risen upon me. You've anointed me to preach the gospel. You've anointed me to heal the sick. You've anointed me to cast out demons. You have anointed me to deliver the bound. You have anointed me to preach the good news. And I believe these people right here, right now, are anointed to receive the word as it comes forth. I believe for great harvest in these people's lives, as they are not just hearers of the word, but by your grace become doers thereof. We give you praise and glory for all of this now. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Why do I have everybody say, Amen? That means you're coming into agreement with what was just prayed. Okay? Just so you have a heads up. Ephesians 5.18 Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with whiskey, or wine, or beer. Where you, la- where you lose self-control. But be filled with the Spirit. Be being filled with the Spirit. We've seen that in this study. It is to be an ongoing process. It is to be a lifestyle. Every one of us needs to be filled with the Spirit. You know what's so funny? It's not funny. It's kind of sad in a way. Where Christians are concerned. You can literally tell most of the time... Where a person is in their spiritual being filled up. You know what I'm saying? Whether they're filled or not. It's really kind of easy. If you are around Christians and all they're doing is complaining and grumbling and murmuring and talking about how life hard, I mean, how hard life is, how, how, why is, why is everybody always picking on me? And, 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 you know, it's just, it's a constant grumbling and complaining and murmuring are those people filled with the spirit because see if you're filled with the spirit shouldn't we approach life a little bit differently shouldn't we kind of (coughs) excuse me go through life with a hop in our step our chest thrown out and a big smile on our faces why Because we know God's got it. We know God's working on our behalf. It doesn't matter what comes our way. It doesn't matter what the challenge is. We know we're going to come out the other side victoriously. Amen. (coughs) I do not have coronavirus in Jesus' name. (laughs) But uh, listen, this is important to grasp. I want to be someone, when they look at me, they say, he's been with Jesus. Amen. I don't want them to look at me and say, are you a Christian? Hello. Do you think what you say (coughs) and how you act matters? Big time. We're supposed to be different. And if you find yourself beginning to grumble or complain or murmur or say, why is life not fair? What you need to do is you need to go... Do what I did the other night. We were sitting at our house, my wife and myself, and I had my phone, and Mark Hankins was having a supernatural uh, um, leadership meeting, leaders meeting. And, and, And I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Hankins or not, but the Holy Spirit began to fall in that place. 
And all of these ministers and leaders from all over the country, probably from all over the world, begin to laugh and run and carry on. And your pastor, sitting in my chair at my house with just my beautiful wife, I began to have a Holy Ghost hoedown. I began to laugh. I began to carry on. I began to shout. And what was my wife doing? She was recording it. And she sent it to family and friends. Pastor Dan, what was I doing? I had pulled up to the Holy Ghost gas pump and said, fill her up. And glory to God, I got filled with the Spirit. My point in saying all of that (coughs) is this. Don't just wait to Sunday to come and do these things. Don't just wait to come on Friday night to do these things. You need to be doing this throughout the week. You need to be being filled with the Spirit. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Saints, Emmy. Hallelujah. I am so blessed. I'm so excited. I'm trying to convince James and Riley now to get on the baby bandwagon, but they're waiting a little bit longer. But praise the Lord. Anyway, I digress. Praise the Lord. What is this I'm fixing to put into my mouth? Well, there you go. Thank you. Might sound a little bit weird, but that's okay. But as of late, we've been looking at how being filled with the Spirit also ties in with being filled with joy. I believe they go hand in hand. We saw in Acts 13.52 where the disciples were filled with joy and they were filled with the Spirit. I am convinced that what we've been studying, that learning to yield to the fruit of the Spirit called joy, now hear this, is one of the biggest keys to not only entering into faith, but to continuing in faith. Did you hear what I said? So that we reach the end of our faith. So that we are able to, to see the manifestation of what we're believing God for. We've seen in uh, 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9, yet believing. Notice it says yet believing. What does that mean? You're already in faith. You're already in faith. You're already believing. You rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. And then notice verse 9 comes next, receiving the end of your faith. You get into faith. You stay in faith by yielding to that inexpressible joy, and then you receive the end of your faith. You you receive the manifestation. Glory to God. I'm telling you right now, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself right now, but I believe this is one of the major keys. People are not seeing their answers quicker. Right here. Right here. They're not tapping into the supernatural force of joy last week we took some time we began to look at the lives of abraham and sarah (laughs) what you smiling at me like that for buddy (laughs) (laughs) oh glory to god yeah we've been having some fun in here so if it, things get a little strange, <laughs> you might think to yourself, what has happened to Celebration of Life Church? All of a sudden, Ron's up there going, rah, 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 rah. 
We've been doing some laughing in here, glory to God. But anyway, we, we began to look at Abraham and Sarah how, and how they have been held up to us as people of great faith. In fact, in Romans chapter 4, Abraham is called the father of our faith. And from that account in Romans 4 and in Hebrews 11, 11, we saw that Abraham and Sarah received the promise of a son from God, despite the fact that both of them were very old. Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 90. I don't know if you can really comprehend that. And, and, but you really need to start envisioning this. They, the, the, when they were 100 and when they were 90 back in those days, doesn't mean that they still looked like spring chickens. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They were 100 years old. Everybody say 100. I am now 50, I had a birthday, 58 years old. I had to subtract and add and all that other stuff. But anyway, I'm 58 years old. Could you imagine 42 years down the road, Pastor John, <laughs> 42 years down the road, you and me coming together and having a baby. <laughs> How did, that's just amazing. And plus, Sarah had been barren her whole life. She had never had children at all. Now, if we were to just base our understanding of Abraham and Sarah upon those two sets of scriptures in Romans 4 and in Hebrews 11, 11, it would, be a, it would be easy to label them as a mighty man and woman of God who both always operated at a high level of faith. But last week, we took the time and we got, went into the Word of God, and we found out in Genesis 17 and 18 that both Abraham and Sarah didn't start out that way. In fact, the Bible tells us that both of them, when they first heard the promise of God that they were going to have a son, began to laugh. And it was not a laugh of joy and faith. It was a laugh of doubt and unbelief. So what does that tell us about what we read in Romans 4 and in Hebrews 11? Both of those accounts are of Abraham and Sarah after they got into faith. I don't know about you, but man, that should encourage you in your faith. It's, it encourages me in my faith walk. It really does. It means that just because when we first hear something, when we're faced with something, and uh, let's just be, let's just Kind of put it where the rubber meets the road. You went to the doctor, and the doctor looked at you and said, you've got cancer, you have two weeks to live. Do you think right away the first thing you're going to start doing is stand up and start dancing? Woo! Glory to God! I mean, more than likely, you're probably going to be taken aback by it. Hello? But is that where you stop? Does that mean you're not, never going to be healed? It doesn't mean that. Just because that's the first thought that comes to you is to kind of overwhelm you. Don't stay there. We've got to learn to be like Abraham and Sarah. They didn't stay there. Amen. They went from a place of, of laughing in doubt and unbelief to a place of laughing in faith, as we're going to see in just a moment. Glory to God. How did they do that? How did they get to that place? Well, let's look at Hebrews 11, 11. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age. 
Because she judged him faithful who had promised. She judged him faithful who had promised. So what does that mean? That means after all of the laughter and after all of the questions and after coming to the conclusion in their mind that it couldn't be done, it was impossible, there's no way they didn't stop there. No. The Bible implies that after all of that laughing and all of the doubt and unbelief and after all of the questions, Abraham and Sarah sat down and began to consider the faithfulness of God. Now, the Bible says this. You don't have to turn there, but look up here. 1 Samuel 12, 24 says, Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart. For consider what great things the Lord has done for you. The New Living Translation of that verse says, But be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve Him. Think of all the wonderful things He has done for you. Friends, I firmly believe That after Abraham and Sarah first heard the promise from God and they began to reason in their minds how could this possibly be with both of us being so old that instead of stopping there, they began to consider what great things the Lord had done for them. They began to consider the faithfulness of God. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 12 this morning. I want to take a few moments and I want to look just I want to look at how faithful God was in the lives of Abraham and Sarah. Genesis 12. This is when God first spoke to Abraham. Verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, "Get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you." I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. So we can see several promises that God made to Abraham and Sarah right here. Number one, he promises Abraham he will show him a land. Number two, he promises Abraham he will make him a great nation. Number three, he promises Abraham that he will bless him and make his name great. And then number four, he promises Abraham that he will make him a blessing. Do you see that? Now, based upon those those promises, that we can conclude that while Abraham and Sarah were living with Abraham's parents, they didn't have much land, if any. Their name wasn't great. They weren't very blessed, if at all. And thus, they couldn't be a blessing to anyone else. So God first promises Abraham and Sarah to leave out from their parents' house, and he would show them a land. I want you to notice verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Morah. 
And the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. So Abraham obeyed God. How many know that's important? If you want God to, be, to bless you. And they stepped out away from their family. And as they're moving along, not really certain where they're going, all of a sudden God says, stop. I want you to look out. All the land that you can see from the east, west, north, and south, I have given it to you. God showed them a land. God showed them a a land. He had fulfilled his first promise to them. Now look at verse 10. Now there was a famine in the land. And Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there. For the famine was severe in the land. How many know that during a famine, things get pretty tight? If not worse than tight. How many know that's true? But notice the beginning of Genesis 13. Right after this famine. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and not with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. So God first promised Abraham that he was going to give him a land, or show him a land, and he did. Then he said he would bless him, and even though there was a severe Famine, he came out of it very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. God had blessed Abraham and Sarah. Now, God had said that he would make Abraham a blessing. Well, look at verse 5 in Genesis 13. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Now, the land was not able to support them. Get a hold of that. They had so much uh, 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 flocks and herds. That the land could not handle them, support them. That they might dwell together for their possessions. Their possessions. Not just Abraham's, but Lot's possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. I'm convinced that the reason Lot was as blessed as he was and had all of those flocks and herds is because of Abraham. God had made Abraham a blessing in the life of his nephew, Lot. And we can see further, we can see, uh, further see this in Genesis 14. This is quite a few scriptures and a bunch of weird names, but stick with me. I'm going somewhere. Genesis 4, 14, verse 8. And the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is, Zoar, went out and joined together in, the, in battle in the valley of Siddim against this king of Elam. I am not trying to say that guy's name. Title, king of nations. Amraphel, king of Shinar. And Arioch, king of Eleazar. What's up with their names? Four kings against five. Now the valley of Siddim was full of asphalt pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some fell there, and the remainder fled to the mountains. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods and departed. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, the Amorite, 
brother of Eshcal, and brother of Anir, and they were allies with Abram. Now, when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed, notice, his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods, and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the people. So here we have Lot and all of his possessions being taken captive along with the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? And guess who comes to the rescue? Abraham. Abraham goes after Lot, defeats and plunders the warring kings who had taken them captive. And Abram not only returns Lot and his family safely back home, but he also returns all of their possessions. So not only was he made a blessing in the, the life of his nephew Lot, but he was also made a blessing in the lives of the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. And how many understand when you go out and you whoop four armies with just 318 men, your name is going to be great among those nations. Hello. So what I want you to say here is that after Abraham and Sarah heard the promise of God, hear me now, that they were going to have a son and their first response was to laugh in doubt and unbelief, we know they didn't stop there. The Bible tells us they took the time to judge him faithful who had promised. They took the time to consider what great things the Lord had done for them. I believe that after all of the laughter and after all of the questions and after all of the doubt and unbelief, Abraham and Sarah were sitting around a fire and began to talk with one another. Come on up here, Sarah. Take your chair right there, girlfriend. I got mine. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Could someone please record this? I want to send it to uh, certain individuals. They began to talk to one another around a fire. I want you to envision this. So I'm not really wearing these kind of clothes. I'm wearing the old kind of clothes. She wanted me to dress up like this. She wanted me to get the fire thing they have upstairs and bring it down here. But I didn't want to go that far. I want you to envision this. Sarah and Abraham around the fire. And I believe Sarah probably said something like this. Oh, you need your, uh, whoop. You know, Abraham, I was down by the river the other day, and I know I laughed when I heard the Lord say that I was going to conceive a child at my age. Think about it. I had never been able to have children. Hmm. Come on. When the Lord said, 
Oh, yes. And I remember how God said he was going to bless us. Sir, you remember when we left from home, we didn't have too much. Didn't have much at all. But you remember, even though that drought we went through, that was an intense drought. I mean, people were suffering. People didn't have food to eat. They were, it was crazy. But you remember how God brought us out? We were very rich in livestock, in, in gold and in silver. Yeah. Our God is faithful. Yes, he is. And you know, Lot came with us. Maybe he Come on. Us. But he came and I was over visiting with some of the family. And I looked out upon the land that God gave to Lot. Yes. That's right. Yes. Come on. That's right. And oh. He is very rich. I saw that. And then I recounted again. Our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. Yes. He did what he said he was going to do. And, and, and you remember that time? Yes. When Lot and all of his family were taken captive by those warring kings? Remember that? And what, you remember what, we, what I did? I heard from the Lord, go get them. And I took 318 men, only 318 men. And I went out and I whooped those kings, whooped them, 318 men and me. And we whooped them. Glory. And, we, and we, we got them back. We got them back with all of their possession, all their women. God made me a blessing. God made my name great. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. We began to rejoice. They begin to rejoice. They begin to shout. Woo! Belly bump. Woo! They were going all over. They were excited. They got, and, and the Bible says, listen to me. I am convinced they were rejoicing with, I mean, just joy inexpressible. I believe they tapped into joy. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says that Sarah received strength. To conceive seed. The Bible says in, 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 in Romans chapter 4, Abraham was strengthened in faith. Well, what does Nehemiah 8.10 say? The joy of the Lord is our Oh, glory to God. See, I, I'm telling you, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe while they were sitting there re rehearsing, reminding themselves of God's faithfulness, they just, just weren't standing there sitting any longer. Do you know why God chose the Israeli people? They're one of the most demonstrative people on the planet. Go to the wailing wall. Watch them pray. It's amazing. They're shaking up and down. They're all excited. They're dancing around and everything else. I believe that's what happened with Abraham and Sarah. And they received supernatural strength to have a child. She got, I believe she was standing there and they were rejoicing when all of a sudden she stopped, looked at Abraham and said, Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I, I know that might be funny, but I'm serious. I mean, come on. She was 90 years old. He was 100 years old. But they said something happened. Something happened. Something happened. They got over into joy. They received strength. And they were able to have their promised son. Oh, glory to God. I tell you, when the Lord showed me that, 
I mean, I'd never seen that before. I've never heard that preached before. They, Sarah received strength. Abraham was strengthened in faith. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Could it be that the reason so many Christians are not receiving the answer to what they believe in God for as quickly as they want to is because they have not tapped into the joy of the Lord. They have not begun to rejoice in the things of God. They have not stood up and said, God, I don't see it. Things seem to be getting worse, but I don't care. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. Instead, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice in you. And I know when I'm rejoicing in you, glory to God, I'm getting that supernatural strength. Woo! Ha, ha, ha. Yes! Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God! Ha, 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 ha. Woo! Supernatural strength's being infused in me right now. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, God wants us to learn to tap in to the joy of the Lord. And get this, top it all off. Notice what happens nine months later. Kind of a dust statement, but listen. Genesis 21, look at this up here. Verse 1, and the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time in which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son, who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made me to laugh and all who hear will laugh with me though what, what what did they call their son isaac you know what isaac means laughter ah, i am convinced that glory to god See, I, I, I'm seeing it. I see them. I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing them around a the fireplace. I'm seeing them sitting right there. I see them jumping up and down, beginning to, to rejoice. I mean, kicking their heels up, having a Holy Ghost hold down. I believe the Spirit of God probably fell on them right there and then. Why? Because glory to Jesus, they reminded God, they reminded themselves of God's faithfulness. And they said, Glory to God, the same God. The same God who showed us the land. The same God who, who, who blessed us. The same God who made us a blessing. The same God who made our name great is the same God who's going to give us a promised son. Whoosh, here comes that strength. Woo! And all of a sudden, old Abe becomes a spring chicken again. And looks at his wife, Sarah, and Sarah's just saying, come on, big boy, let's go. I mean, come on. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Every time, every time they called their son, Isaac, what are they hearing? Laughter. Laughter. Isaac, God, God. Isaac, come here. Oh, I love it. God has made me to laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. 
Do you see this? Glory to God. Could it be? I'm not saying it's going to be the only thing. But could it be? One of the things that will bring our answers much quicker to us is learning to respond in joy and stay in joy no matter what's happening all around us. I mean, I'm talking to, to uh, Joan's brother, Paul. He's, I mean, they told him when he first was uh, diagnosed, they had, what, a week to live or something like that? That was well over a year ago. But I told you about what recently happened. I talked, where, where his, uh, his voice, he couldn't talk, he couldn't swallow. It was, I mean, we went over there at that point in time. And he, he got better. Remember, I, I, we, we sat there, we ministered to him, we went out to eat. And he had been listening to my message. And when I called him up, first thing, when jo, Pastor Joan called him up, he began to, was just laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. See, what, can, what I believe, in the, he just called yesterday or the day before yesterday. Oh, my goodness. It don't even sound like the same man. The, the, he, he had a person coming to give him physical therapy. The person said to him, you don't need this anymore. The, he, the person was coming to give him speech therapy. The person said, you don't have to come. I don't need to come anymore. Glory to God. I believe that that healing is manifesting in his physical body. And as he continues to rejoice in the Lord, as he begins, continues to remind himself of God's faithfulness, Ooh, full manifestation. He will be standing in this pulpit, right here in this place, preaching his testimony to you and me. I'm speaking that out of my mouth by faith. Glory to God. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Glory to God. I tell you what, this gets me pumped. When God gives me revelation like this, I have never seen before. Yeah, I've seen. I've done a whole teaching on the faithfulness of God and what Sarah and Abraham did, reminding themselves, hi, Emmy, of the faithfulness of God. I've done a whole teaching on that, but I never caught that part of it. That she was strengthened to conceive seed. He was strengthened in his faith. Some people will say, well, what it says he's strengthened in his faith. I already talked to you about this. The joy of the Lord is in us. But how do you tap into it? By faith. By faith. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Oh my goodness, do you see this? I am convinced again. Glory to God. This is something to get excited about. So as far as me laughing, and when I'm in my house, I'm going to keep doing it. And if she wants to get it out there and everybody wants to receive it, and you wanted to have a midweek laughing episode, turn it on and watch me. Because I don't care. I even said that. I don't have to be preaching right now. I'm just going to drink. <laughs> Hello. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. It's in you and it's in me. Supernatural strength is available to you and me. And it comes as we tap into that joy that's on the inside of you and me. And just like Abraham and Sarah received their promised son in an absolute impossibility, we, can, we too can receive anything from God, no matter how impossible it may seem, as we learn to remind ourselves of God's faithfulness, and we begin to rejoice in the Lord, knowing he's going to come through for us. 
just like always. Ha, ha, ha. Do you get something out of that? Hallelujah. Did you have something? No? Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Um, I just sense. Come here. Praise the Lord. You. Yes. Ha, 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 lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you continue to yield to this, the manifestation of what you've been believing him for is going to come faster and it's going to strengthen you even more than what you thought before. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the, 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 the thing is, is God is saying to you right now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to keep taking these doses of the Holy Ghost. I want you to keep yielding to my joy. And as you keep yielding to the joy of the Lord, you're going to receive supernatural strength. And you're going to see the manifestation, the end of your faith. Ha, ha, ha. So right now, Lord, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, we are not drunk as you suppose. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. This is going to go. Amen. Amen. You have, you have people to reach for Jesus. Ha, ha. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Everybody say ha, ha, ha. God is so good. God is so good. You know, the thing about the Bible, as you read it over the years, as you continue to read your Bible, everybody understand what I'm saying here, read your Bible, God will continue to bring revelation to your heart and show you things. I am convinced in my life that because I've been pressing in him, into Him all the more, it's like the revelation is coming to me in a greater way than ever before. And I'm just saying, God, here I am. Fill me up. I want this. I desire this. And what's so good about it for you is I'm going to preach it to you. I'm going to share it with you. Amen. This will change your life. Get a hold of this. Hallelujah. I know, I know, I know. I know from whence I speak. Too many people allow the things that they're facing in life to weigh them down. Too many people in, allow the circumstances the hardships they're facing to weigh them down. And God is saying, I don't want you to live like that. I want you to cast the cares over onto me. And I want you to rise up in the power of my spirit and begin to tap into joy and begin to rejoice in me as if you already have the answer. Ha, ha, ha. I tell you. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> woo, woo. Glory to God. Ha ha ha. Glory to God. Praise his holy name.
Glory to God. Praise his holy name. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Praise his holy name. Ha, ha, ha. Praise his holy name. Woo. Woo. He's been dealing with a hip that's really been causing him a lot of trouble. Well, look at this. Let's Lord lay hands God. on him. Ha, ha, ha. Take care of that. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Hallelujah. Which one? Do you want me to sit? No, just stay. Right here. Praise the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Believe it, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. That's right. Jesus' name. Ha, ha, ha. Glory. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, now I need everybody to back away because I'm fixing to dance. Ha 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 ha. Woo! 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 Glory to God! What? What a hip! Ha! Glory to God! Woo! Ha ha ha. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You come. I'm going to pray for you. You. Jimmy, you come too. Riley, you come. Hallelujah. Becky, you come. Where's John? I, I need you to get off of there. Stop playing and come. I want you guys. These are the people. I'm looking around the room. Shelby's not here right now. Um, these are the ones that are going to be opening the buzz very shortly. And I want you to stretch your hands out this way. And I'm believing God for an anointing upon their lives to do and accomplish what God has led them.